Episode number 20 of the Nitro Mania podcast, the show where I watch Nitro so you don't have to. 20 being, of course, the atomic number for calcium, the number of sectors in a standard dartboard, and most obviously, the number of proteinogenic amino acids that are encoded by the standard genetic code. I want to thank everybody for the feedback on the new theme song. I made a few tweaks, as you may hear this week, uh, if you notice those kinds of things, and uh, let me know what you think. Now, if you'll remember last week on Nitro, we were given absolutely nothing to look forward to this week on Nitro. Uh, Hogan and Savage beat Flair and Anderson. Then there was more fighting between the Dungeon and the Horsemen. And Zodiac still doesn't want anyone to hurt Hogan and or Savage. So I have no idea what to expect tonight. But on that note, it is Monday, January 15th, 1996. And we are live from Miami, Florida. Pyro, 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 and we go to the desk. Bischoff introduces Mongo and Heenan and tells us that Flair will be defending his title against Sting tonight. Hogan will face an unnamed member of the dungeon. Taskmaster and Hugh Morris will take on Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman. And Randy Savage versus Lex Luger. Heenan calls Savage a wounded warrior and says Luger has three victories against Savage already. He also says that Sting is desperate to get the title off of Flair. Mongo is happy that Sting gets a title shot and wants the Dungeon and the Horsemen to take each other out. Pepe is there, unfortunately, but there isn't a good enough shot for me to tell you what stupid fucking outfit he has on tonight. Your opening contest this evening is Luger versus Savage. Bischoff tells us that it has been announced that Savage will face the winner of the title match tonight, but he doesn't tell us when. Luger starts the match by throwing a chair to Randy to distract him so he can attack while the referee takes the chair away. Something about the camera work in this match makes me feel like they're doing anything possible to only show one side of the arena. I also can't help but notice how small this building is. A quick Google search confirms my suspicions as the building they're in, the James L. Knight International Center, is less an arena and more a large amphitheater. They can't show the other half of the building because there is no other half of the building. The hard cam is probably against the back wall of where the stage normally would be. Luger wins the match with a torture rack followed by a missed elbow drop. The match was okay. Typical Luger and Savage stuff. Nothing to write home about. Back from break for the tag match, Sullivan and Morris are followed to the ring by Jimmy Hart, the new U.S. champion, the one-man gang, Zodiac, the Giant, Mean Gene, pull up your socks and get ready, and the Horseman. Gene asks Anderson what the fuck is going on. Anderson calls a truce between the Dungeon and the Horseman because there's no money in it. Literally. Sullivan agrees with Anderson, but is still annoyed at Pillman for being disrespectful. Pillman says something goofy, and Anderson slaps the taste out of his mouth. Mongo is convinced that this is a trap for the Dungeon. Heenan thinks there's dissension within the Horseman. So instead, we get the WCW debut of Public Enemy, Johnny Grunge and Flyboy Rocco Rock. They will be taking on the American Males. Public Enemy try to attack, but get sidestepped and tossed from the ring. This match marks our first EC dub chant on WCW Nitro. 
Scotty Riggs proves he is the shittiest of tag team partners by costing his team the match, distracting the referee during a Bagwell cover, and then, immediately thereafter, not doing anything to break up Grunge's pin on Bagwell with a handful of tights. Post-match, they beat the hell out of Bagwell and stack two tables on top of each other. Rock goes to the top rope and hits a somersault senton on Bagwell through the two tables, Scotty then finally manages to crawl over after being knocked off the apron after a pin to console Bagwell as we go to break. This match was short and sweet. Lucky for Public Enemy that the other tag match didn't happen so they could finally have their debut, huh? We come back for your world title match because obviously Hogan against a random dungeon member is more important than the, quote, greatest title in professional wrestling, unquote. Oh, I apologize. We come back for the entrances... Then another break, and the promise of the marriage of Colonel Parker and uh, Sister Sherry at Clash of the Champions, and then the match. After pulling Flair's trunks down, Sting begins no-selling Flair's offense. Sting backs Flair into the corner as Jimmy Hart jumps on the apron and begins absolutely screaming at Flair. Luger runs out, and they very, very awkwardly shuffle down the apron into their planned spot in the corner, which leads to Sting getting clocked with the megaphone right in front of the referee, but not causing a disqualification. Flair then puts the figure four on an unconscious Sting, and Nick Patrick counts Sting's shoulders to the mat. Jimmy Hart celebrates as Luger tries to get Flair to break the hold, Hogan and Savage storm the ring, clearing the place of the heels, and Oakland follows not too far behind. Oakland asks Hogan how they're going to deal with this. Hogan yells at Sting to convince him that Luger's actually evil. Macho grabs the mic and yells that since day one he's been saying Luger's bad news. Sting asks, Luger did it? About four times and then says he's going to go backstage and ask Luger directly. Gene then asks Hogan about next Tuesday at The Clash. Hogan then continues to complain about not being champion. Gene tells us at The Clash, it is the Mega Powers versus the team of Ric Flair and the Giant. Your massive, far more important than the world title main event between Hogan and Mang is next. This Saturday night, Hogan, Harlem Heat versus Sting and Luger. And Jim Belushi, of all goddamn people. Sullivan and Meng enter and beat the crap out of a photographer at ringside for no apparent reason. Meng dominates Hogan in the early going of the match because that's how these matches always go. Hogan hulks up, punch, 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 big boot, steal golden spike from Kevin Sullivan with the help of Randy Savage, cheat by hitting Meng with the golden spike, pinfall, victory, nobody fucking cares. Yes, folks, that was more important than Ric Flair versus Sting for the world title. Back to the desk, and Pepe is tucked into Mongo's coat to the delight of Bischoff. Heenan doesn't understand if Hogan and Savage are friends or foes. Bischoff promises us again Macho versus Flair for the title next week, and nothing else before sending us away. You'll notice these Nitromania episodes are getting shorter again, because nothing is fucking happening on these shows. The Horseman Dungeon thing just up and ended this week with no payoff other than Flair and Giant being announced as the opponents of Hogan and Savage at Clash. 
Luger wins another match against Savage. Hogan has an absolutely pointless match against Meng that had really no business being on the show. And the world title match was bogged down with the continuing unanswered drama between Sting and Luger. If you go back and watch anything in this episode, make it the world title match. Just try to ignore the preposterous finish. This episode of Nitro is really 55 minutes of nothing. Over on Cage Match, this episode has a 5.85 rating out of 10 and garnered a whopping 3.5 TV rating. Why? I'm not sure. Meanwhile, over on Raw, the Royal Rumble Go Home Show, taped almost a month prior in Newark, Delaware, we get the yearly Martin Luther King video, something WCW didn't even mention, and a viewer discretion advisory. Owen Hart pins Marty Jannetty. Todd Pettengill wears a jacket about two sizes too big and announces the debut of the free-for-all. God damn, Todd Pettengill is a fucking tool. The ringmaster then made Matt Hardy version 0.5 pass out in the Million Dollar Dream. We get a nice long piece about Shawn Michaels returning in the Royal Rumble match. The smoking guns pin the spiders. Yep, the spiders in a match that started during a commercial break and ended about 15 seconds after we came back from commercial. More billionaire Ted skits. Vince gets uncomfortable in the ring interviewing Goldust about Razor Ramon. The Undertaker pins Isaac Yankum following a tombstone. Then, in your main event, Razor Ramon commits a hate crime backstage by beating the shit out of Goldust, and Doc Hendricks accidentally swears on a taped show. Go back and listen and tell me if you think he said what I think he said. This episode of Raw has a 3.88 out of 10 on Cage Match and pulled in a measly 2.4 TV rating. I assume something will happen next week, the night before Clash of the Champions, because this episode was brutal. Uh, I will be covering Clash next week, but without a special guest, as it's not actually a pay-per-view. Uh, and that does it for this week's Nitromania. Send your feedback to rundownwrestling at gmail.com or tweet me at rundownpodcast. Check out all the shows on the Questionable Endeavor Network, like this one. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this advertisement for Words of Geekdom, a podcast where we talk about all the latest geeky news and our favorite geeky hobbies. We also discuss the trials and triumphs of being geeky parents, plus some of our what-the-heck moments. And any other way we can stick our foot in our mouth. Check out Words of Geekdom every Wednesday morning on SoundCloud, iTunes, your favorite podcast service, and questandnetwork.com. Put our dulcet tones deep in your ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, enjoy everything here on the Rundown feed. If you want to see me live and in person coming out to APW Wrestling this Saturday at the Boys and Girls Club in Salisbury, Massachusetts. For more information about that show, listen to the Rundown proper on Thursday. And check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. We just the other day recorded our first patron-only episode, Troy, Jason, and me, playing some shitty free trivia game that uh, Troy downloaded on the Google Play Store. Check that out. We had a lot of fun doing that, uh, and I hope that you will donate to our Patreon on a monthly basis in order to listen to that and future patron-only bonus episodes. I have a few ideas of a bonus episode I can do here on Nitromania, so uh, I look forward to donating them my time to that for the folks who donate their money to us. And I thank uh, our current lone patron and anyone who decides to be a patron in the future. 
Uh, that is it for me for this week, folks. I'm going to take a good long look at some of my life choices, and I will see you back here next week on Nitromania. Nitromania.